0: and pastor for giving me opportunity to stand in this pulpit where I can share the word of God open your Bible in the book of Mark chapter 12 Mark chapter 12 verse 30 I will ask you to stand up to give respect to the word of God I will just read this one verse please stand Mark chapter 12 verse 30 Mark chapter 12 verse 30 the Bible says and thou Shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, shall we pray. Our most gracious God and Heavenly Father, Lord, we are praising thee, thou art sovereign and powerful God. We thank thee, dear Lord, thou art good in our life. We thank thee, dear Lord, that you brought us here tonight where we can gather together to praise you and worship you in your name. Lord, I pray in our midst tonight that you speak to every man's heart, O God. If there's anyone here not yet saved, Lord, please save their soul and have mercy on them. Lord, use me to be a blessing to these people, O Lord, to your children, O God. I pray, dear Lord, that you help me to preach thy word. English is not my main language. Help me to speak in this language, O Lord. I pray, O God, that uh, give me power and liberty as I preach your word in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. you may all be seated. Mark chapter 12, verse 30, our text and says, that, "And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind and with all thy strength, this is the first. Commandment. Before I preach, don't worry. My English is just only for 15 minutes. I told the pastor. After 15 minutes, I'm done. And uh, there's an old joke that I heard to my preacher in Ohio. It says every time he preached, he used this old joke. I learned this, and he says there is an uh, there is a lady that his name is Elizabeth Taylor, and said. I won't keep you long to her seventh husband. So I won't keep you long. The heart, the meaning of the heart, I consult to my friend when I study in Marietta Bible College in Ohio. I found a friend, and every time I'm searching a word, he is faithful to give the right answer, and he's helping, a big help to me, when I'm trying to learn your language English. And his name is Webster Dictionary. And it says, the heart means it's the pump station of the body, and it is responsible for circulating blood throughout the body. And the word heart came from the Greek word kardia. that's why they got the word cardiovascular. And we Filipino, we love watching National Geographic. Me, when I was in elementary school, when I was in elementary, school, when, when I was in elementary I love to go to the, to the library and when, I go, when, I, when I'm already in the library, I will pick a book that this book is about the animals and where I will learn more about the animals because I am interested to their life, how they will live, how they will survive and especially one it will caught in my, my attention is their defense mechanism to every animal that they will uh, face. But it caught to my mind, it caught, it caught to my attention in this animal they call cheetah. This cheetah is one of the fastest running animal in the earth. This cheetah, it it, 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 it ran the amount of speed of 60 to 70 miles per hour. And, it, and this cheetah, when he ran that amount of speed of 60 to 70 miles per hour, after that he ran of that amount of speed, he will faint. You know why? Because this cheetah has a small heart. Our text is very clear and plain, what the Bible says. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart. With all our heart. The Bible did not say, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with a little heart the bible did not say and thou shall love the lord thy god with a half-hearted heart the bible says and thou shall love the lord thy god the whole heart tonight i want to share three things and i want to ask you a question what kind of heart do we need in order of us to be a blessing and successful in serving the lord first we need to have a prayerful heart. We need to have a prayerful heart. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is what? Avail it much. Friends, we need to pray. Prayer, you know, is one of the important tools in serving the Lord. God cannot use a man or a woman who doesn't know how to pray. Prayer can change things. Prayer is one of the key and tool to talk to God. Prayer is the only way to communicate God. You know, friends, we need to pray. Church members, we need to pray. That's why we're having a prayer meeting every Wednesday. So that we will gather together, where God will bind us together, where we can pray together, and we will pray for the church. We need to pray for our pastor. Our pastor needs prayer. His family needs prayer. We need to pray for them. Not only for the pastor, we need to pray for every members of the church. Not only for a member of the church, not only for the pastor, not only for his family. We need to pray for every Sunday school teacher in the church. We need to pray for those preachers in the church. They need prayer daily. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for our, fa- our pastor, his family, the church members, and folk and friends. We need to pray for every member of the church. And not only that, we need to pray for our family. And especially for our unsaved loved ones. We need to pray for them. You know, pre- sometimes problems, trials, persecutions comes to our life. Financial difficulties comes to our life. Sometimes we go to our friends and we don't realize that God is just a prayer away. You know, there's a man named John Knox. He's a great reformer. And this man, he has a prayer to the Lord. And his prayer is like this. The first day that he prayed to God, Lord, give me Scotland or else I die. The second day that he prayed to the Lord, Lord, give me Scotland or else I die. The third day that he prayed to the Lord, Lord, give me Scotland or else I die. You know, this man named John Knox is one of the great reformer and God answered the prayer of the man named John Knox. Why? You know why? Because this man named, this man knows how to pray when he answered the prayer of this man, and there is a great revival in Scotland. You know, prayer is very important in our Christian life. Prayer can grow us closer and closer and closer to the Lord. Oh, I remember January 15, 19, January 15, 2021, the day of my birthday, 6 o'clock in the morning, I experienced a massive heart attack. My wife brought me in the emergency room. I'm complaining that my half of my body is numb. I cannot feel anything. And when we are in emergency room, when I gained my strength we went in the emergency room in our province and and that is pandemic that time. The Lord is good because they brought us home back in the Philippines before they will lock down Cambodia and Philippines. We decided to go home in our country because in Cambodia there is no good hospital. If you know this Philippines and this is Cambodia, Cambodia is tribes are poor in the Philippines. And we decided to go home because they will lock down the whole country in Cambodia. They will lock down the whole country in the Philippines. So we decided to go home. And that day, January 15, 6 a.m. the morning, my wife brought me in the emergency room in the hospital. And when we are in the emergency room in that hospital, I, I told to the nurse, to the doctor, I'm having a hard time to breathe. And they said, maybe it's an asthma. Yes, I have an asthma, and can you check me or what, uh, what test that you need to do because my, my body is numb, I cannot feel anything. And you know what? The, the, one of the head nurse told me, maybe you're just having an anxiety. And I told to my wife, if I am not a pastor, maybe I'm going to give him one punch. I will not complain if I don't feel it. And then finally they admit me in that hospital in that province, in our province. And when they gave me, they they test, run, run test, 2D uh, echo, ECG, blood test, blood works. And when the result came, I'm about in massive heart attack. When they got that result, they immediately me transfer me in ICU. When they are transferring me in ICU, I stop the nurse where they will, we will enter in that room in ICU. I said, wait, while I'm going here, why I'm going here? This is the room where my, my wife, grandmother died. Why I'm going here? So they, they told me that they need to check me more in that in that room. And they gave me oxygen and everything. And then... My wife decided to call my cousin who is a doctor and she helped me to transfer in Manila in the capital city in our in Philippines when I when they they need to transfer me because they cannot help me in that province because I'm already in massive heart attack when they transfer me via ambulance and I arrive in that hospital one of the biggest hospital in the In, in, in Manila. And every hospital that time in the Manila because of pandemic is full. Even a senator or or you are a, you are a politician, you cannot enter in that hospital. But the Lord is so good because my cousin has a classmate in that hospital and he is my doctor in cardiologist. So that he's the one will take care of me and he will, the one will try to help me about my problem in the heart. So when I arrive in that hospital and they check me again, those tests, they run again through the echo, blood works, ECG, it says in that result, I'm having a massive heart attack, but the doctor doesn't want to believe that I'm experiencing a massive heart attack because every question that they ask with me, I'm answering with them just clear and just normal. And the doctor said, I can't believe that you're having a massive heart attack and you can still speak a paragraph. And I said, maybe doctor, I said to the doctor said, I told to the doctor, maybe the Lord is with me, sir, because that is his promise. He will be with me. I'm a pastor. I told I introduced introduce myself and he introduced himself. I'm a doctor, but I am a Christian and I believe on you because every result it's a massive heart attack. And the good thing is he reserved an ICU room and that is the last ICU room that they have. And when I enter in that emergency room in that hospital, everybody there in, in that full of, in full of people in that emergency room, they are having also a problem in the heart. They are waiting a, a room, an ICU room. But the Lord is so good. That reserve of an ICU room is for me because of that doctor. When I'm already in that ICU room I knew already that I have a problem in my heart. Immediately they brought me in the cat lab they do an angiogram and they saw a six major clog in my artery. They need to immediately done a a, uh, Angioplasty, and they've done a five-stent in my heart. When they're doing that, I remember the only thing that I can do is to pray the Lord, pray to the Lord. I told to the Lord, Lord. If Your will that I'll be gone in this world, I will go that if Your your will that I will stay in this world, help me that I will accomplish more in my mission field. I want to go back there. That's my prayer. And the Lord answered my prayer. I have nothing that time. Even a single penny, I have nothing. But everything, my family, my friends, my friends here in America, they started to pray. I have nothing. I told to my, wa- my wife, he know, she knows that we, we don't have money to pay these this big hospitals. And, and she tried to, to call those friends that they need to pray for us. And then the Lord is so good because of that prayer, He provided those needs. We paid $60,000 for my heart surgery and they put a machine in my chest and defibrillator where I need a defibrillator in my, in my heart. Because of that prayer, I, I will never forget. Where God always listen to us when we pray. And He will always answer our prayer. Fe- friends, we need to have a prayerful heart. Second thing, we need to have a committed heart. In 2 Timothy chapter... 1 verse 12, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. This is Apostle Paul. We know Apostle Paul is one of the persecutor of the church and Christian that time. When Apostle Paul is not yet saved, he, he tried to kill many, many Christians. He, he is helping those Roman soldiers where they will locate and where he will find those Christians and they will persecute and they will put him to death, put them to death. But you know what? In the road of Damascus, when Apostle Paul got saved in the road of Damascus, when he found Christ, when he saw, when, God, when Christ saved his, saved his soul, when he met Christ in the road of Damascus. What happened? He surrendered his life and he committed his life to serve God as long as he lives. Apostle Paul, he experienced a lot of things in serving the Lord. He experienced difficulties in serving the Lord. Problems, trials, persecutions. While he's preaching, they try to stone him to death. While he's preaching, they arrested him and they put him in the jail. And when he was in the jail, they they put shackles in, the, in his hand and his feet. But you know, he did not stop preaching the gospel. He did not stop singing praises to the Lord. And that's why the jailer got saved because of this man, Apostle Paul, name Apostle Paul. He has a committed heart to serve God and he is faithful to serve the Lord in his life. You know, God needs people that are committed in the work of the Lord. God needs people that are committed in the work of the Lord. You know, after my high school, my father wants me to become an engineer. After my high school, I went to the university. I enrolled engineering engineering course because my father is an architect. And this is what he told me, son, I want you to become an engineer. I'm working in Saudi Arabia since you are young, since you are, you, I, when, my, when your mother gives birth to you, I'm already there and working. And I want you to become an engineer so that we can work together in, in Saudi Arabia and where we can earn more money. So I follow what my, my father wants me to, to be. So I, I study for a year. You know, in Philippines, after we study in summertime, we're having a youth camp and also a family camp. And I thank the Lord for those ministries because in youth camp, I got saved in youth camp. And then second thing, in family camp, where I attended after I studied my first year of engineering, I attended to my uncle's church, a family camp. And that night in that family camp, the last day of that family camp, where I heard this message where the, I heard these preachings in, the, in, those, in those nights in that family camp. I, I know the Lord is calling me in the ministry. And you know, it is hard to debate from, to God when God is calling you in the ministry. And that night, I surrender my life in, uh, to, to serve the Lord and follow His will in my life. The next day, I called my mom. I said, talk to my dad. Tell to him I will go to the Bible college straight. I will no longer to continue my engineering course. My father got mad. He talked to me in the phone and he said, Son, you saw your uncle, you saw your grandfather, how difficult it is in, in the ministry. And I replied to my dad. I said, Dad, in eternity speaking, God will not ask how much money we have in the bank. In eternity speaking, God will not ask how beautiful our house that we build in this world. In eternity speaking, God will ask how many souls did we want for the Lord. Friends, the soul, soul, the soul is the main issue here in this world. We need to do everything we can to reach them for Christ. You know, God did not save us just to fill up those empty pews. God saved us just to do something for Him. And if we are not committed in the work of the Lord, reaching our own community, reaching our own people, reaching our own family, friends, nothing will happen. And there is a big problem, and we need to get right with God. We have a neighbor he is a general in Cambodia every Sunday he see us how we do our service how I teach these Cambodians in our members and he will ask always to me after the service brother Joseph I have a question to you I always see you every Sunday you are teaching my people about the word of God when I'm with when I'm studying and training in my military in Virginia, I, I attended one church, a Baptist church, the same name to you, Calvary Baptist Church, one name, same name, a Baptist church, and, I, and what you are teaching while I'm hearing you, I'm in mean outside, he said, I'm, I'm trying to listen, and I, I, I hear you, he said, it's the same what you are teaching about the Word of God, especially about salvation, he said. He knows salvation. But, no salvation here not here and he said i have a question what keeps you going why you are continuing helping my people he's a general brigadier general of the prime minister we became friends because he can speak good english so we we can communicate each other also and he said what keeps you going and i answered him sir i keeps going i keeping on going in this ministry because i have a big god and a and a god that i i serve is the god who called me and i commit my life to him okay i have a question again i hope you will not get offended he told me Yes sir, what is the difference between Buddha, my God, and your God, the one that you are telling to me, that's why you are keeping on going serving the Lord, serving your God. And I told him, sir, if I will answer your question, don't get mad at me, and don't get offended, or don't shoot me. Okay, no problem, we're friends, he said. So I answered his question I told him, Sir, the God that you serve, you know it's Buddha. You told me since you are young, since you are in United States, you never miss a prayer to your God that is Buddha. Sir, when Buddha died, he is still in the grave. Sir, the God that I serve, his name is Jesus Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary, sir. After three days when He died on that cross, He rose up from the grave. Sir, He is alive. The God that I serve, the God God that I, I, my reason that that's why I keeping on going to serving Him because the God that I serve, He is alive. Friends, we need to have a committed heart serving God. God needs people that has a committed heart in the work of the Lord. And last thing, I told you, 15 minutes. I still have three minutes. We need to have a compassionate heart. This is last, amen? We need to have a compassionate heart. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, this is the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. He made the lame to walk. He made the blind to see. He made the, the, uh, the deaf to hear. He sees casting out demons that time. And inhumanly, but inhumanly, and, and he performed miracles to these people and to these multitudes. We know this, this, we know this story in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36. But inhumanly speaking, Of the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe he get tired and and he went under the tree. And he look around to these multitudes. He look around. When he look around to these multitudes. And to these people. In verse 36, the Bible says. In Matthew chapter 9. And he was moved with compassion on them. He was moved with compassion on them. I think the Lord Jesus Christ is the first to show compassion. We need to have a compassionate heart, compassion who are dying, compassion to those people who are dying and going to hell. We need, we, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ knows that there is a great need. He knows that there is a great need. In verse thirty-five, people are fainted. The Bible says he knows someday they will die. And in James chapter four verse fourteen, the Bible, sir, the Bible says, "Whereas you know what shall be and tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapour that appeared for a little time and then vanished it away." There is, a, you know, friends. There is a, tonight. Let me tell you this: there is an appointment that we cannot cancel, and that appointment is death. If death knocks into our life, you cannot say, "Brother Joseph, I'm still young and I'm still strong." If death knocks into your life, you cannot say brother Joseph, I have a 1 million dollars in the bank. Sir, ma'am, your 1 million dollars in the bank, you just need a good one heart attack and a bypass surgery, your million dollars is gone. If death knocks into your life, And you cannot refuse and say no to death. Christ saw that there's a real thing called death. And Christ knew that there's a real place called hell. Hell is a real place. That's why we need to have a compassionate heart. A compassion for those people are dying and going to hell. We need to reach out our community. We need to reach our our people. We need to reach out our family. Tonight, I want, to, I, I want to share there are two things will be left in this earth. First, His Word. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall not pass away. Second thing, His people. That's why we need to invest our time to the people, reaching them, teaching them, by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we need to have a compassionate heart. We need to have a compassionate heart. You know, I just want to share this history, one of our history. We Filipino, we're very much thankful to you Americans. If you remember, when the Japanese is trying to invade our country, you help us. You sent General Douglas MacArthur, and he made a promise to every Filipino, and he said, I shall return. When he returned, he did not return only with soldiers. He returned with soldiers that has compassion for the souls. You know why? That's why we Filipino were very much thankful. Even our whole family, our entire family. Because when, when these soldiers came back and returned in our country... My grandfather's sister got saved to a one American Marine that time. When my grandfather, he got saved to his sister because his sister shared the gospel to him. And when my grandfather got saved, God called him in the, church, in the ministry and he started a church in our province. And his goal is to reach out his family and his wife's family, the whole family. And this is the blessing, and this is what I'm thanking to you, Americans. You know why? That's why the Lord bless you, because of your compassionate heart for the lost souls, where you can reach more people in other countries. That's why we Filipinos are very much thankful. And right now, 100 plus in our entire family, there are all preaching the gospel, started the church, and I'm the third generation in our family that started in other countries and preaching the gospel right now. That's why we Filipinos were very much thankful to you, especially my family. Our scripture is plain and simple and very clear what the Bible says. And thou shall love the Lord thy God with all our heart. The Lord Jesus Christ is saying something in this verse. What if a person's heart is right in the sight of God? The soul, the mind, and the strength will follow. Why? Because our heart is right in the sight of God. We need to have a prayerful heart. We need to have a committed heart. We need to have a compassionate heart. I'm done in this message and last, promise. Just want to share this where I can encourage each and every one of you in this illustration. In 1970, in New York City, there is a CEO in a Coca-Cola company. He held a meeting. He called every associate members in the Coca-Cola company and he held a meeting. And he raised, in their meads. he raised a bottle of Coca-Cola and he said to these members, our mission is to produce every bottle of Coca-Cola around the world. After 30 years, the year 2000, the CEO of Coca-Cola Company, he called a meeting again. After 30 years. And he stood in their midst and he raised a coke in can and he said mission accomplished mission accomplished it means around the world there is a coca cola it's true when we preach in the mountain in cambodia to those pastors that we help and support we're trying to help them they are not giving us a water they're giving us a coca cola why? Because in that area they don't have much water. They are having a hard time for water. They don't have water. They are just depending when the rain comes and flows. And they have a big jar made of clay, a pot of clay. It's a big jar. And when it's rain, they will just pour. They will just save that rain, that water. And that's the way that where they will get there. They're water for cooking and everything that they can do for that water. And that's why they're giving us a Coca-Cola, not water. What I'm saying in this illustration, my friends, what if tonight, if the Lord Jesus Christ will stand in our midst tonight, can He raise His word and tell to us tonight, Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Thank you so much.